Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Six in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. Letters now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, in uh, 28 seconds time, Joe Haggerty, Hacks with Hags. He's like the Ted Williams of uh, Boston area writers and sports personalities. Uh, and uh, Rick Follette coming up. Uh, he is with Octagon, one of the biggest agencies in the world. Rick personally represents Ryan Nugent Hopkins and the Boston Bruins, Jake DeBrusque. Uh, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. We are going to go to our River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by Joe Haggerty. Joe, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Bob, what's going on? How are you? Oh, you know, never a dull moment. Some days it's like Game of Thrones, man. You just got to you gotta pay attention, got to have your head in the swivel, see what's happening. <laughs> That's it. Just make sure you don't go up against the dragon, Bob. That's all. I know, I'm telling you, that dragon. (laughs) There were three of them. There was still one in the end, and my money was on that dragon at the end of the show. I mean, if they come back with uh, uh, Game of Thrones 2, I'm thinking that dragon's going to be a big part. What I want to know is, uh, what happened to the direwolves? They couldn't afford the direwolves, but they could afford the dragons? Like, to me, that seemed a little odd. You know, like, you think that they'd be able to... You, you saw him in the first season, and uh, you, you saw Jon Snow's a little bit after that, but by the end, you dis- they disappeared. You're absolutely right, Bob. I, I, I want to see direwolves. I want to see dragons. If I'm going Game of Thrones, I want as many fantastic creatures as possible. Yeah, and you have uh, you, you did something pretty interesting during the course of this pause. Uh, for a number of days, every day you were wearing different Star Wars T-shirts, and my son is a huge Star Wars. He's cheering right now in the house. A huge Star Wars uh, fan. How many how many different Star Wars T-shirts did you end up wearing? Yeah, I have. I think I ended up wearing I don't know fifty to sixty somewhere in there, and I, I could have gone and kept going for a while after that, Bob. And I could have gone into like. Uh, I've got some Marvel superhero and DC superhero jerseys as well. Every minor league uh, baseball team, and, and mo- these days a lot of the most of the minor league hockey teams, and I didn't even wear a hockey jersey at any point when I was doing that. They all yeah. do Star Wars nights now, yes. and they all raffle off the uh, the jerseys for charity. So I, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Whenever I see those, I can't say no to them. I, 
Maybe someday your your son will have an aspiring uh, jersey collection with Star Wars too. Well, uh, we did uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, of course, as you know. This is an Oilers Entertainment Group show, and the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings are under that umbrella, and they do do a Star Wars uh, day, and that's the only time I can convince Hudson to come down and go watch. I'm like, look, Hudson, they got like one of the best teams in the WHL. Like, you know, they could have won the Memorial Cup this year. <laughs> they would not have been a surprise if they had won it. Of course, they're the last WHL team to win the Memorial Cup back in 2014, and uh, but the only time he'll go is on Star Wars Day, which is, a, I mean, it's like they get 10, 12,000 people at Rogers Place. Well, we, we used to before the pandemic, but you get what I'm saying there. It's, it's a big draw for the kids, no question. Oh, that's why they keep doing it, because it's like the best uh, day of the season for the minor league teams. They bang out attendance, and uh, everybody gets excited. I, I take my son to a baseball game, Star Wars, and I, uh, down here every summer, too, so it's, it's good for the whole family. There we go. All right, let's get to it. You wrote a piece last week uh, complimenting the work of Gary Bettman and compared it and contrasted it to the other uh, professional leagues. So give our listeners here sort of a, a Coles Notes version of, uh, of sort of where you're coming from. Yeah, it's, it's about, I think, the slow and steady approach and, you know, taking your time with uh, announcing the locations, taking your time with announcing the dates as to when you're going to come back, taking your time putting together uh, this plan that we're now hearing details of, uh, the return to play plan with, with all of the thorough detail with testing and how they're going to approach players that might leave the location and, you know, how they're going to approach uh, these hub cities and, and what, you know, how many people are going to get tested and, you know, all of this different stuff. I, I think it really turns out that it was, and we'll see, right, when when in the application happens and, you know, if they end up playing and, and how it all applies to real-life situations. But I, so far, I think you, you'd have to say that the NHL, Gary Bettman, Donald Pierre, uh, the players that are on that return-to-play committee, they're doing a lot of good work. Like, everybody involved, and, and the players, too, for that matter, who are, for the most part, doing the right thing, and you see that with, uh, you know, the testing, and, you know, there hasn't been much more than around 5% uh, positive, and there haven't been a lot of, like, outbreaks or shutdowns. There's been one or two here or there, but it hasn't been a widespread thing like you're seeing in the NBA and some of the other sports. I think you put it all together, and you say that the NHL has done the best job of any of these leagues um, you know, trying to return to play, putting a plan together that might actually work in this latest thing, Bob, with the hub cities and, you know, Edmonton and Toronto and basically pulling the NHL out of the United States where we're clearly having problems containing COVID-19 and taking it to two spots in Canada. I think that was a smart thing to do. And I think it's going to turn out uh, great for Toronto, great for Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton obviously is in the best position of, of any of the locations they were looking at and that's the reason they're going to end up hosting uh, the conference finals and the stanley cup finals and it's a credit to that city and the work that they've done and some of the things they have going for them uh, allowed them to, to you know contain whatever COVID 19 they had but just in general i think you know the wisdom and the time on the job that gary bettman's had almost 30 years with the nhl and donald fear with major league baseball and now with the nhlpa I think the two of them combined with the players, uh, that wisdom and that experience is showing with the plan that they put into place that looks like it's actually going to happen. You know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I think they're giving themselves the best possible chance to, to have these playoffs and to have a cup winner in October. 
We're joined by Joe Haggerty, Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers Now. So, Joe, is there a lesson in this for uh, <laughs> for politics in a country? I mean, I will tell you, I think in Canada, COVID's a fairly apolitical thing. You know, I know there was yeah. a story on CNN that ran this week about the fact that uh, uh, Ford, uh, the Premier, Premier Ford in Ontario, you know, complimented Freeland, uh, who is a liberal, and Ford's a conservative in terms of how they've handled mm-hmm. things. And... Um, in, in the case of the NHL and the NHL pay, they've, and we're going to have uh, Rick Vallette coming up a little bit later on, but they've often been at loggerheads in the past during very challenged and prolonged uh, CBA negotiations. And we, you know, we didn't play in 0405. We had a lockout for the first half of the 12-13 season. Um, but in this situation, they have a common enemy. And that enemy is the pandemic. And so, or let's, let's call it a common opponent. So they've got to work collaboratively uh, together. Is there maybe a lesson in that for, for the situation you guys are living with down in the States right now? Well, I, I think they're definitely, they have a common opponent, right? That uh, the, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and they have a common goal, which is, you know, to make sure that, that hockey stays strong through this and that it doesn't take a major hit. Like, you know, I think Major League Baseball, through everything that's happened with them, uh, has taken a big hit, uh, you know, from the difficulty getting uh, an agreement in place where there was just greediness on all sides and, and, and just pettiness to uh, now that looks like Major League Baseball is having real issues with their testing where they can't get the results fast enough um, back and they've had to stop you know, practices and workouts in certain places in Major League Baseball already because they haven't gotten test results back from the test they took like three days ago. Um, so they are, they're running, they had a private testing place, I think it was in Utah maybe, and they're running into real issues right now with getting the results back. So, like, you know, I, I think on that face, we, certainly our country has something to learn from the way the NHL and the NHLPA has worked together both for and against things. But, like, look, Bob, I, our country is so screwed up right now. There is, like... Honestly, there's like 30 to 35 percent of the population in our country that, like, I and a lot of other people are ready to write off because it seems like nothing stops them from being complete idiots and, you know, acting out of selfish or ignorant or, you know, nefarious reasons. So, you know, the whole thing with the mask in our country is like the stupidest thing ever. Like, it's obvious to anybody. Everybody should be wearing masks when they can't social distance. If everybody did that, the uh, COVID-19 would be gone in like, you know, a couple of months, two, three, four months, and it would be a done deal. Um, It certainly would be contained. And if everybody around the world did that, it would be gone. And, you know, for people that try to make it out to be like a constitutional thing, that's, you know, an infringement on their rights when, you know, seatbelts and traffic lights and all this other stuff for the greater good of uh, public health and safety and the mass of the same principle. Like, for people to not be able to wrap their heads around that and be selfish about it just proves how idiotic a, a decent percentage of our population is and will continue to be. And, it, you know, it's, it's a shame that it's that way, but it definitely is in our country. Well, I, I just just full disclosure here, Joe. Uh, many of my friends would tell you that I spent the majority of my twenties being a complete idiot. So uh, you know, it's <laughs> hey, didn't we all? <laughs> a, a, a thinking man's idiot. I I, I searched for the truth. <laughs> uh, oh man, it's it it is interesting to watch. And uh, I by the way, I saw the story today out of. Uh, 
Harvard that they're charging full tuition for this year, even though the students are doing the courses online. I guess I, they don't pay any rent for any of the facilities, or they don't pay any power bills or anything like that. Like I was kind of like, well, that's now as my daughter points out. Yeah, well, they're not going to have a problem getting anybody going to Harvard because if kids want to draw a line in the sand and say, "I'm not going to Harvard because they're charging us full tuition," don't worry. There's lots well, of other kids. The tuition is about just getting the degree at the end, right, Bob? Just yeah. you got the, the degree from Harvard. That's really what you're paying for. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm very interested to see what here happens here in Canada, whether or not I had somebody tell me today. In fact, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Educate me here. Educate me on education. Are the post-secondary institutions charging full in Alberta? I'd like to know that. Uh, because it looks like a lot of the institutions are going to have kids stay at home for the first half of the year. All right, well, so the Boston Bruins have to be the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Do they not, Joe? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, when, with all things being equal, we have no idea how this kind of layoff is going to affect any team. I, I would think, like, there, there's two things here. One, I, I think they're the fourth oldest team in the league. They've got some of the oldest players. There's some question as to how long it's going to take older legs like that to bounce back and really, you know, get into top skating shape when it, it would seem like, Younger players will probably bounce back quicker. But on the other end, I think what these players and these teams are going to have to deal with from the hub cities to the way they're going to have to live to being away from their families for four, five, six weeks, whatever it's going to end up being, um, to playing in empty arenas, to like getting tested all the time, to players all of a sudden and teammates all of a sudden being unavailable and not playing because they you know, tested positive. I, I think it's going to be such a test of the mental fortitude and the mental strength of these players and these teams that the most experienced and the mentally toughest teams are going to have an advantage. And I think the Bruins fall into that category in a big way. So I think in that sense, you know, they're, they're going to be, uh, they're going to, one of their strengths is going to play really well. And, you know, that goes beyond them being the best team in the league when things stopped and being motivated to, you know, right last year's wrong. I to be honest with you, I'm really interested to see how, like, the teams, this is, I think, going to benefit in a lot of ways, the Bruins and the Blues, because uh, they would have been dealing with that problem of playing into June last year and the fatigue factor going into these playoffs. But that, like, goes out the window now because they've had all these months off going into the postseason. So it's going to be super interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I just, uh, it's funny, Joe, I, I took, Toronto to beat Boston last year because I didn't think that Nazem Kadri was stupid enough to get himself suspended again, <laughs> and, yeah. and he did. And he did. And well, that's, you were wrong on that one. Oh yeah, but it, you know what? Like he's he's their most competitive forward. That, and if he just kept his his wits about him and not overreacted with Jake DeBrusque, um, I you know there was, might have been a possibility for an upset there. Uh, I don't see it at all this year. Like, you know, Boston to me is just, they're a real deep, good team. They've, they've benefited a bit from some of the picks that Keith Gretzky made. They've got some good support players, even a guy like Anders Bjork. I mean, I've kind of had my eye on him for a couple of years, and I think there's a lot of teams that like him. Jake DeBrusque, uh, you know, they obviously got McAvoy. That was a good pick for them in 2016. But Jake DeBrusque, I want to ask you about him. He's a restricted free agent. Um, unfortunately for him, this pause and this pandemic has come at the worst time, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. And you know, for any player that was expecting a, a pretty good payday, um, I think it definitely adversely affects them. And for the Bruins in particular, you know, they've got a lot of money committed for next year. Two years from now, they've got a, they're in a pretty good place. 
uh, because they've got Grask coming up, who they're probably going to pay less. Uh, they've got David Krejci's contract up, and I don't even know if he's going to end up coming back. Right. Certainly not for the 7.25 that he's making right now. So a couple of years from now, things open up a little bit. But, but this coming year, uh, it's going to be a crunch for the Bruins. And, you know, I expect them to be frugal anyway because it looks like the salary cap's going to be flat for three years in a row. But with them having to make a decision on Tory Krug, who commands, you know, $7 million, $8 million a year potentially, um, they've got to sign Matt Grizzlick. They've got to sign Zane Ochara. They've got to sign Harris Bjork, who you mentioned. You know, they've got a few players, young players, good players, that they've got to sign with a lot of money already committed. So, you know, it's going to come down to a couple of really tough decisions. I think with Tory Krug as to whether you keep him. And it, some of it is dependent on how much you would have to pay Jake DeBrusque. You know, and I, I, you know, you really talked about this last week, and I, I certainly think he's going to be, you know, $5 million plus uh, per year based on Brock Besser, based on Travis Konechny, based on some of the guys in his you know, draft class that are, that had similar numbers at the time their contracts were up and they signed second deals. Um, but it's going to be somewhere in that five, you know, to six range. And, and that's going to be tough for the Bruins to pay that. It may come down to a decision, you know, do we keep Jake DeBrusque or do we keep Tory Krug uh, after this year is over just based on uh, the salary cap issues that they're dealing with. And, you know, that's through no fault of his, but it's going to make it be a really tough decision for Don Sweeney. They might want to try to bridge him. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to be in Rick Vallette's, uh, uh sort of playbook moving forward. One final one for you. Yeah. Make the case. I'm going to reverse it back on you. Leon Dreisettle, <laughs> David Pasternak, and, and I, I know you're an open guy. You'll admit who you got number one and number two. And I mean, the numbers that Pasternak yeah. had this year were unbelievable. 48 goals, 95 points in 70 games, and he was a big plus player. Yeah, no, I, I had Pasternak one and Dreisettle two in my heart trophy voting. The biggest knock against Dreisaitl, and people are going to accuse me of being old school and, you know, relying on a stat that, uh, that you know, the fancy stats uh, kids hate. Uh, but, you know, it would be the first time in NHL history that a minus player has won the Hart Trophy. And, I, you know, I couldn't put first place down for a minus player on the Hart Trophy just based on, you know, the clear issues defensively that a player must have had in addition to the, you know, the guys around him and the circumstances playing into it, of course. But, like... You know, to put up the numbers that he had, it has, and to be a minus, both him and McDavid, I think it's just, like, dumbfounding. Um, whereas, on the other hand, you know, Osternak, he's uh, been a fantastic player. He's very consistent. He was uh, on pace to get close to 60 goals. Uh, he would have been the first guy to score 50 since Cam Neely uh, for the Bruins. He was, uh, you know, wire to wire, been leading the league in goals. He would have been only the third guy in, like, the last 20 years. To hit the 60 goal mark, if he could have got there, um, you know he's rounded into a, a great all-around player. Uh, he was up tied, I think, with Drysdale for game-winning goals uh, this season, and you know he just continues to get better and better. Just watching him every night and watching how good he was with those players around him, watching how good he was five-on-five five and on the power play, and, and the strides he had made defensively, I, I felt like I was watching the Hart Trophy winner and the guy that had been the best player in the ice. Uh, most most nights that I watched him play. So I, I had to vote him one. But, you know, it's interesting. We talked to Pasternak like a month ago um, on Zoom from Europe, or it was a few weeks ago anyway, and he was asked about that. And he said, hands down, he thinks Dreisaitl is a hard trophy winner, and he didn't even think it was make a case for himself. So, uh, you know, even he thinks Dreisaitl is going to win. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. You know what they say, Joe? The players always know first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
Exactly. Hey, awesome, awesome stuff. We uh, love having you on, and keep on collecting those uh, Star Wars jerseys and, and T-shirts. And stuff. All right? We'll, we'll do, Bob. Let me know your son's favorite character. Maybe I can send one his way. All right, that'd be awesome. Uh, great stuff. Well, our dog's name is Anakin, so that might give you a bit of Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is Joe Haggerty. Thanks, Joe. Take care. It is 124 in Edmonton. Uh, I asked uh, whether or not anybody had any feedback on tuition. Joe's in Boston, obviously, Harvard. Full tuition for online courses this year. No breaks at all. And uh, we've gotten a couple people that have taken the time to... Um, here we go. Uh, Doug has texted the show to say, Hey, Bob, my son starts McEwen Engineering. McEwen has engineering? I didn't know that. The first semester is online except for labs. The fees are normal to be expected, except I don't believe they charge for extra like use for pools, gyms, and wellness. I understand that the base fees are staying the same at all of our universities and will not have their normal quota of foreign students who could pay uh, 40000 per year versus 10000 per year for domestic again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And you can text us at 780-496-0063. Back with more Oilers now after this. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 128 in Edmonton. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. They've also got outstanding customer service out at... Brent Ridge Ford, a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at a time of the purchase, and they'll continue that standard after the sale as well. Let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, they're not great golfers, but they know cars. They can help you out at Brent Ridge Ford at 1-877-477-3673 or visit them online at brentridge.com. And if anybody would know a crappy golfer, it would be me. That I would tell you for sure. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, one of the nicest guys in the hockey business, Rick Follette from Octagon. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.